Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. I'm so excited for another time that we get to spend together focusing on the things that we can do to thrive in our life and business, to make our lives better, to be the person that you're meant to be in this world, to maximize while it's called today, and make the world a better place because you show up as you in it. I'm so glad to be here with you. My name is Steve, if you don't know. I'm the host of Thriving Entrepreneur. I'm here today to talk to you about you and about building wealth. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, if this is your first time listening in, I'm a third-generation minister, an international best-selling author of 21 books and counting, and I have the privilege of working with authors. I've worked with about four or 5,000 now, helping them write publish, market their books to bestseller, and all the marketing that goes beyond. I am a marketing company with a strong publishing division who's been blessed to help authors all over the world reach more than now a million people with their books and counting. Today we want to talk about building wealth. We want to talk about the things that each of us can and should be doing to truly build wealth in our lives, whether it's a side hustle, um, a really great main job, investing strategies, or it's stepping out and having our own business. Um, All of those things help us live as thriving entrepreneurs. All of those things help us get it done in the world and make the world a better place. Um, I love the saying, when good people have more money, they do more good in the world. That's so true. And I know you're that kind of person. So today we want to talk about building wealth. Not so that you can build walls and a kingdom to hide behind, but so that you can reach out, do the things that only you can do, make the difference that only you can make, and make this world a better place. Because we're so glad you're in it, and we can't wait to see what you're going to do as you live and thrive in this moment called now, in this day called today. Those are the days we've got, is today. Tomorrow will come all too soon, but right now, we just want to do what we can do to live and thrive and be all that we can be. With that said, I hope that you will learn some things throughout all of this that will help you live as a thriving entrepreneur. I've got three great guests here for you, and we're getting ready to jump right into the first one to talk to you today about how you can work on and be successful at building wealth and living as a thriving entrepreneur. Join me in welcoming Joel Farrell. Hey, Joel, how you doing today? I'm doing really good. Thanks, Steve. How about yourself? I'm doing great, thanks. You have a new book, How Literally Anyone Can Become a Millionaire. Um, tell us first, though, a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Yeah, so I actually just turned 40 this year um, in the mortgage industry. Been doing that since 2006. Um, got into kind of a real estate journey, um, you know, and then kind of in the last couple of years, kind of getting into a little bit of a different, uh, lane and 
started a podcast, started a YouTube, started Instagram, started building a platform called Stripe 25. And it's just, hey, how does the everyday person get ahead and, and build wealth, uh, which right now is harder and harder than ever. Um, and so one of the things that we've been really doing on, on that pot, on my podcast and uh, on uh, social media is kind of just showing examples of people that are doing things creatively to generate more income, side hustles, building a business on the side. I love that. Well, so what is just your favorite thing to do in this world? What do you love doing more than anything else? <laughs> I mean, besides, you know, enjoying time with the family, um, going to the park, you know, the kids are three and a half now. So they're, they're just now there's things are just clicking, you know, the things that they're saying is just, it's a, it's a lot of fun, but uh, beyond that stuff, you know, um, I, you know, I, I love seeing people myself, you know, do work and then seeing the results. Like some, some, some of the things it just takes time for things to click. And when I'm helping somebody and, you know, build a, a portfolio of real estate or someone um, helping them, you know, get ideas of how to be able to turn their social media to the next level, uh, whatever, whatever it may be, just seeing people, you know, see, you know, get, get, uh, get to, the, to the light at the end of the tunnel kind of a thing, seeing people have that success and helping them get there. That's the thing that I, I love to do. Brainstorm, pull out an action plan, and then seeing that person and myself per personally, you know, putting the work in and then, and then seeing the results. That's stuff I, I absolutely love. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what kind of people do you typically work with? Where is a person at when they tend to uh, go to work with you? Yeah, um, it's it's actually pretty diverse. You know, if, if I'm talking specifically about the mortgage world, well, that's that's my day job, right? So, we're you know I'm licensed in 23 states, so I've got clients in different parts of the country: East Coast, Midwest, Southeast. Not so much on the West Coast anymore. Um, but you know, the average age of a first-time home buyer right now, in uh, you know this current environment, the average age is 36. And so a lot of the people that I'm working with that are in that bandwidth are going to be in their the mid thirties, early thirties, late twenties, some below that. Um, that that's a big percentage of the people that we're working with and helping them put plans together. Uh, people then all different kind of uh, um, backgrounds in terms of jobs and self-employed and all these things. Uh, and then you have people that are going to be in a little bit of a higher demographic in terms of age that maybe move up buyers. Um, but from a real estate investing side of things, that's something that we do a lot of in different parts of the country too. And that, that person, you know, is, you know the, per, the, the people that I'm typically working with are going to be people kind of in that eight in that 30 to 40 range is kind of the, the active investor that I'm working with. Love that. So for, uh, you know, modern, I mean, right here, right now, because things have changed a little bit from where they were a couple of years ago. Um, what kind of things are making the market better for real estate investing now than they were before? That's a really good question. And, and it's, it's hard to answer that um, because things are just, there's a lot of turmoil uh, going on. And, and the turmoil that's happening has the same time caused a lot of inactivity. So the amount of, act, um, of transactions that are happening right now in the last 10 months is a fraction of what things were going on in the last 10, 20 years. So, um, there's a lot more data for sure. There's a lot more data trends. Um, you know, we actually had a client that uh, is on, on my own podcast that has a product that's releasing this month and their product is providing a heat map type of tool with all kinds of data, rental trends, population trends, uh, job growth in, in industry trends, crime, 
and putting it into very digestible type of uh, platform with heat, you know, heat maps and very visual. Um, so it's definitely a lot more data, but at the same time, you know, with more information, sometimes they can paralyze uh, some people if they don't have enough experience or, or um, someone helping them kind of uh, accelerate the process. But, um, but it's, it's kind of a weird time as much as, as much information that's out there to help people make, make educated uh, uh, decisions. There's still right now, a lot of inactivity. There's a lot of fear in the markets as well with the stock market going down, rates going up, prices going up and, you know, there's just no home inventory out there. So people, people are not, people aren't doing anything. It's, it's, it's very interesting. So with all of that said, um, what is the stuff that you then take a person who's never done it before and help them be able to see the possibilities? Yeah. I mean, whenever we talk about the home buying process, we always try to break it down into its three components. And that's, you know, we're gonna look at somebody's income, credit and assets. And of those three things, you know, we can help somebody put a plan together on credit uh, credit scores and that part, you know, it is what it is. Someone's income typically is what it is, but the assets part, that's the biggest limiting factor that we see in, in, in stopping someone to be able to purchase the home they want, they want to purchase, just having enough money saved or having access to other things like a 401k, TSP, or maybe even gift of funds to be able to bridge the gap. And so that's the part that we're talking more and more about um, to people in terms of planning having the money saved, putting a plan in place six, 12 months in advance, maybe even, even longer, and just being very hyper-focused on putting cash away, putting money away. And then when we talk about putting money away and saving money, I mean, there's only so much money that, that people can cut right now in this day and age with, with hyperinflation, uh, with inflation going up. And so at the same time, you know, wages, wages haven't gone up as much as, as inflation has. And so people are struggling to put money away from a, kind of an aggregate standpoint. So we're seeing a lot of people, the people that are getting ahead, the people that are saving money, they're, they're doing things creatively to be able to generate more income, side hustle, like I said before, side hustles or starting a business on the side or whatever it is. And those are the things that we're trying to share more of to be able to show people how, how people are getting ahead and saving money. Um, and then just walking them through the process. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but just trying to make it very simple step-by-step, step, you know, what the process looks like. Perfect. I love that. So um, for a person who this is a brand new concept for them, they've, or they finally gotten to the place where they're ready to start thinking about um, what's step one, what is the thing that a person could do right now today to begin to prep themselves for beginning to start investing in real estate, as opposed to just buying a house of their own? Yeah. The first thing is having a conversation with a mortgage professional. And what's really important to know about that is that you can have a conversation with a mortgage professional and there, there are people that are going to try to push somebody to pull credit scores right away. Um, but you don't have to, you can have a conversation, understand what it, uh, the, the basic blueprints are, what's, what you're trying to do. Maybe it's, I want to be able to qualify for a certain price point or you know, I want my payment level to be at a, at a certain level. And then we as mortgage professionals can kind of just show the roadmap of, hey, if you want your payment to be at $2,000 a month, we can show you kind of what price range gets you to that level, kind of talk through all the basics over the phone, give you kind of a, 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 a very broad overview of what that could look like, depending on your situation and credit income. And show somebody what a blueprint of actually what the things look like, all the numbers look like in terms of cash out of pocket, what your payment level could look like, 
And having a conversation up front is the first step to be able to know then, well, what does it take to be able to get pre-approved? Uh, what's the step uh, and process on that? And which then kind of falls into getting your documentation put together. If you work uh, at, a, at a W-2 job, it's W-2s and pay stubs for um, two years W-2s and a couple pay stubs, bank statements, photo ID. That's the, just the, the very basic stuff. If you're self-employed, it's going to be tax returns for the last couple of years. So having a conversation and then having your documentation ready to go. Th those are the, the biggest things I would say at, at this point. I love that. And again, the book is called How Literally Anyone Can Become a Millionaire, Your Proven Formula for Millionaire Success. Tell us what inspired the book. Well, it, for me, you know, I think everyone that, you know, accomplishes something or ha has a, a success story, a lot of people kind of have this, what uh, Patrick Bet David calls a paradigm shift moment, this moment in life in your life that just shapes the way that you look at, at, at the world and kind of changes the, tra the trajectory uh, on your at that you're on. And so um, 2018 was a moment in, in my world that kind of shifted the way that I looked at things. And it kind of goes back to a book called uh, The Power of Consistency with, with Weldon Long. And that's a little bit of what this book is inspired by. And it's just, hey, you know, at the end of the day, the, the biggest reason people don't reach their goals is they stop, you know, after a week, two, a month, six months, a year, you know, most people, they don't, may not see results. And so they stop. And there's so many distractions in this life um, that the greats, the best, they put a goal out there and they just don't stop till they get there. And so this book is kind of patterned and, and geared towards showing somebody the blueprint of, of how do you tap into some superpowers that are inside you to help you increase the odds of reaching your goals. I love that. So I won't ask you the unfair question of which of your children is your favorite, but what is your favorite part in the book? <laughs> um, you know, I, I never really, never really thought about that, to be honest. Um, I mean, the, the favorite part of my book, I'm sorry, the, the favorite part of this book is, is towards the end when we kind of map, we start mapping out um, the action items that it takes to be able to really uh, start marching towards your goals. Because the, the thing is, is that they're so easy. The action items that you'll see in the, at the end of the book, they're easy. But that's really where the secret is, is that they're so easy, that they're easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. And that becomes really, I think the defining moment is that being able to master the, the little bit of easy things is really what over time and the power of compounding adding up in, in your favor, as opposed to working against you. So I, I love how you said that, because I think a lot of times success is easy, but then we make it hard. So what are the things that people do that um, make their life more difficult than it needs to be on their journey towards success? I think the biggest struggle, and this, this kind of goes into my own, my own situation, my own personal struggle is that, you know, I'm impatient. I want results today, just like everybody else. I, I want to see these results happen today. And I think the biggest thing is understanding that if you want something amazing, you want something that is going to change your life, you want something, you know, really cool uh, and powerful, it doesn't happen overnight. And just really kind of wrapping your, your brain around understanding that, hey, time, you know, it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's not going to be a week thing or a six month thing or even a year thing. It, it takes time to be able to make something truly valuable to, to build it and structure it and create it. So just understanding that, you know, these things, it, it takes time and understanding that it's not going to happen overnight. 
I love that. If you could go back, you know, you said you just had your 40th birthday. If you could go back to the 20 year old version of yourself, uh, what advice would you give you? You know, what do you know now that you wish you would have known 20 years ago? I love this question because I hate this question. And, 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 and let me explain, you know, I think so many people on Twitter or on Instagram and think, well, what would I have told myself 10 years ago? And I look at myself and, you know, even if I was telling myself all these golden nuggets that I've learned along the way, like, I don't think in my brain 10, 15 years ago, I would have been ready re to receive those golden nuggets of information. And, I, and so um, I feel like the journey, the struggle, the, 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 the failures, the, the learnings, all that is part of the journey. And so the advice that I would tell myself is, dude, don't worry. You're right where you need to be. You're going to figure it out. Oh, that's great advice. I mean, how many times, especially when we're 20 um, or worse yet, when we're like 16 or 17, are we living our whole lives for the future rather than just doing the best that we can do today? Yeah, I mean, I, that, that, I, that's such a good point. Like that, I know that in, inner turmoil, am I doing enough? Am I doing, am I, am I not doing enough? I'm going to go have fun, live for the present versus, you know what, I want to spend some time and, and really uh, carve out uh, a little bit of length in the future that, that kind of polar opposite that that struggle the internal 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 dialogue and anxiety i think is something that i struggle with along the way but yeah like at the end of the day you know you, you can't have you know light without darkness you know you need both so you know, you've gone through a lot of things. You, you mentioned being in the mortgage mortgage industry and over the course of just the last couple of years, let alone if you start talking the last 10 or 12 years, it's been a relatively volatile industry. Um, what things do you do to help yourself stay consistent? Yeah, th that's a really important question because one of the things that's unique about our business or any, any sales business is that you know, you do X, Y, Z actions. And a lot of times you don't know if they're going to work or not work for a period of time in the future. And so it's, it's can be difficult and challenging to know what's the right actions to be spending time on, because at the end of the day, you know, the sales cycle in our business and other businesses is going to be, you know, a time frame of weeks or months or even longer than that, maybe even years for things to work out. So it's trying to rely on, you know, advice from, from, from past, leaders and your own successes and your own failures and really trying to just drill down on what are the things that are really going to be uh, uh, impactful for your business. And then from there, once you've identified the things that that can be uh, that, that are going to be uh, powerful to move the needle for your business, it's, you know, one, taking accountability for yourself and then relying on other people as well, uh, other leaders and, and uh, coworkers. And, and uh, but for me personally, you know, I got to find that one thing. What's that one thing that I can do every single day that I'll move the needle a little bit every single day and not break the chain. And you're going to read, you're going to see that in, in the book too. That one, that one thing that you can stay consistent on. And cause there's so many things to do, but if you can, if you can continue, just pick one thing that you can do over a period of, of time and do it every single day, even on the weekends. Like for me personally, I do things on weekends to keep that needle going. Just one little bit of thing to keep the, the, the process going. And that, uh, for me, is powerful. I love that. So tell us just a little bit about what Strive for 25 is and what a person can learn and do in it. Yeah, the, 
the the 25 right people ask well what's the 25 the 25 comes down to hey if somebody can shape their life to save 25 percent of their income then they're going to be in a great position to be able to have money saved and then have choices in how to invest and, and we're, not, we're not here to tell somebody how or what they should be investing in we will, you know we'll, we'll share examples and options but um i think there's so much content out there about cutting and budgeting and you know cutting your starbucks coffee and that's going to be the path to, to building wealth and at the end of the day it's like we only have so many hours in the day and what's going to be the most impactful and powerful um, use of that time what's going to have the most uh powerful use over a period of time and the power of compounding what's spending time on 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 things every single day over time that's, those those actions compound when you're focusing on cutting and budgeting there's a limit on what you're going to be able to accomplish with that time however we talk about this with the savings equation you know income minus your expenses is equal to your savings it's very simple i just don't think there's enough time spent on the income part of it and so if you can spend a little bit of time every single day on how to generate more income increase income whether it be on your current business or whether it be on a side hustle or a side business that's where we're seeing people get ahead save is by being creative and focusing on things that could be potentially exponential in terms of the return on your time and focusing on skills and increasing income so um the strive 25 part of it you've broken this down into three wealth equations the savings equation which i just shared the investment equation which is very simple um you buy an asset get a ready return over and over a period of time and that becomes your total return and then the results equation the results equation is very simple your thoughts literally you know, affect how you feel which affects your actions and over time become your results and so any point in time you're going to be either on one of these this kind of triangle um uh equation either going to be working on income working on investments or working on how you're going to be able to make changes to get to where you want to be and maybe even more than one at a time so really it comes down to those basic equations in terms of building wealth I love that so much. So for somebody who wants to be part of the Strive for 25 community, how can they um, connect with you? Yeah, we have a lot of stuff coming, Facebook community app and Facebook and things like that. But the, the best way to connect is going to be on Instagram. And that's Strive for 25 underscore. So you can follow us there. You can message us there at any time. And we'll be happy to kind of point you to, to some more resources. Uh, we've got uh, obviously the ebook coming out. We've got an online course that's out there. Uh, we have a few more things coming out too. So if you want to learn more, just follow, get to, get to Instagram and, and follow us. And also the podcast is out there too. We're 70 episodes in. Um, so any, any podcasting app out there, Spotify, Apple, et cetera, you can follow us there as well. Steve, I'm losing you. Can you hear me? And I'm muted. Let's try talking again. The book is called How Literally Anyone Can Become a Millionaire, Your Proven Formula for Millionaire Success by Joel Farrell. You can get it today for free on, on Amazon. I dropped the link there. Joel, thanks so much for spending some time with us here today. Thanks, Dave. Definitely appreciate it. That is great stuff from Joel. And whether you invest in real estate or you strive for 25, it's a great way for you to build wealth and live as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about building wealth. We talk about how you can build a side hustle, how you can start a company of your own from some idea that you came up with, how you can invest the power of the property of this amazing thing called today and be able to then do more good in the world because you are here in this world living and breathing and being a thriving entrepreneur. With that said, we're going to jump into our next guest here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Join me in welcoming Jake Rosenberg. Hey, Jake, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thanks. Tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. So um, that's a really interesting question. Um, Sometimes I don't show up in the world because I work a lot at home. Um, a lot of remote work. I've been doing that forever. But uh, yeah, I run Crete. It's a skincare company for guys. It takes probably 25 hours a day out of my out of my time, my main focus for now. Try to have a little work-life balance here and there, get up early, exercise, that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I say I'd split my time between working and trying to go travel and things like that. So let's talk about skincare for guys. Most guys... Uh, probably don't have any skincare regimen, or if they do, it's like a bar of soap in the in the shower or something like that. Um, yeah. Let's begin with just the basics. Why should men have skincare regimen? I mean, it's if you take a step back and and realize that like the entire skincare market was just kind of oversaturated for women over the last let's say 70, 80 years. If you just think about what skincare actually is, it's like you're just taking care of your skin. It's like not really that much of a stretch to realize that guys should be doing it too. Guys shouldn't necessarily be doing makeup and and all these crazy regimens and all these experimental products. That's kind of the sport that a lot of women play. You know, they like to go to Sephora and hunt for a new product. They like to see a new trend on TikTok. But it's like, I don't know, you wouldn't not wash your hands with a bar of soap right? So it's like, okay, your skin on your face is more sensitive. So it might need a facial cleanser that's slightly different ingredients. You know, you need to moisturize. Okay, well, a serum penetrates more than a lotion. So maybe try a serum for your specific skin issues. But, you know, that's that's kind of what we do is we, we 
our tagline is 30 second skincare because we only want products that take guys 30 seconds or less to use so they'll actually use it we're not trying to invent new behavior it's just like if you want to look good and have healthy skin i don't know i would say this when you talk to someone do they look at your face it's like yeah okay well don't you want to have a nicer skin on your face it's, it's a pretty easy sales pitch to be honest Do you find um, a lot of men are resistant to it or, or are most of the men you're running into pretty open to it when you give that pitch? The only resistance is probably about 10% of our Facebook comments on our ads is some bizarre like real men don't use skincare. And it's very funny because I always push back. I always ask a guy like, what is a real man? It's like I did martial arts my entire life and fight. I do, you know, I'm an adventure seeker. I travel like, I don't know. What is a like? What does that even mean? You know, it's like I'd like to not have acne. I'd like to not have dry skin or oily skin. To me, there's nothing crazy about that. And so when we phrase it in such a blunt way, it's like you you put on a nice shirt to look well, like to look good. You get a nice haircut and you shave. Why wouldn't you put something on your face? It's a serum, like the like our our best selling serum. It's a concentrated moisturizer. It takes ten seconds to apply. Dries pretty quick. No one sees it on your face and it takes care of probably 50 or 60% of skin issues guys have. Like, Why wouldn't you do that? And so when we phrase it that bluntly, it's like, it doesn't matter about the entire history of skincare being feminine or masculine, or it's just, it's a utility product. You know, you get a nice, you, you wash your car, you wash your face, you wash your whatever. It's like, okay, this is just that kind of a mentality. So is it something that is meant to be done either when you're in the shower or standing in front of the mirror uh, shaving? Is that kind of the no, general time we, frame? Or? Well, we're coming up with a facial cleanser that you obviously have to do in the sink or or in a shower. But most of our products are bathroom independent, as I say, because I don't want you to have to do it and be stuck in a bathroom. That was the thing why I started Crete. It was because... You know, when I had a scar on my nose and I needed to take care of it. And so there were all these products and things that I, like doctors or whoever in my research recommended. And they all made me just sit in the bathroom for 10 minutes a day using like one product waiting for it to dry. Then another layering, then this thing, then that. And I just, it was so annoying to me that I didn't want to do it, even though I was trying to reverse, you know, a scar on my face that was visible to everybody. So I realized that what if we could make these some of these products that didn't require you to just be stuck in the bathroom, didn't require you to use like eight in a row. So so that's kind of the the answer. It's like, no, I, I in my bed right before going to sleep, I look over. Oh, yeah, the bottle's here. And sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't. Two pumps on my hand, on my face, go to sleep. I love that. So um, you've alluded to it a little bit, but tell us a little bit about um, what started you down this road? I mean, why, why did you get into men's skincare? Yeah. Um, well I have had a shoe company. I've had a software company. So I've been working for myself since, since college, which is about, you know, 10, 11 years at this point. And so, you know, with each company comes a reduction in the mystery of a various new like business section. You know, the, the software company taught me a lot about sales funnels and, digital marketing. The shoe company taught me about fulfillment and physical goods and manufacturing. So when I had a ski accident in 2017 and went down this whole path of trying to discover skincare, 
but as a guy who was basically washing my face with a bar of soap and like, I don't know, I get whatever shampoo like kind of looked reasonable at CVS. That was, you know, my entire vibe with the whole thing. I realized I needed to like, I needed to step it up because a lot of those things have bad chemicals. They're just cheap. They're cheaply made. And so I needed to start focusing on it because of the scar on my nose. And the options were literally either go like the medical route, which is insanely expensive. And doctors will just, they're, they're still trying to sell you their brand, their products. Or you go to the Sephora Ulta route, which is like Disneyland for women. It's like, uh, I don't like this. I don't know what is even in this store, let alone never going to find my stuff. So I just realized there was a massive gap. It's not even that we just sell to men. We do sell to women here and there because a lot of women resonate with, oh, you have only a couple of products and they work for these exact things you say. I like that. I spend 18 seconds looking for a product on your website and I find it. Like, great. So it's really the simplicity. It's the 32nd element of the brand that differentiates us. It's kind of that commitment to, there's no BS. You're going to come here. The product's going to work and you're not going to spend a lot of time shopping for them. It's free shipping. You're going to get them. You're not going to spend a lot of time using them. You're just going to get the results. And so that would have been a miracle brand for me back in 2017, but it just didn't exist. So, you know, I had some experience starting businesses and I started this one. I love that. So um, what age should a guy start doing skincare? I mean, is it something you should start putting on your toddlers or is it more for, you know, high school, college? When should a guy be starting into this kind of a thing? I would say it's a similar kind of concept of like, when should you start exercising, right? It's like, I don't know. I mean, kids play sports. Should should an eight-year-old go to the gym? No, but should an eight-year-old be like running around at recess and playing kickball or basketball? Like, absolutely. So I don't necessarily think like young kids need to do anything. They have collagen in their, you know, and they have the elasticity of their skin. It's really, you know, skin issues start for, you know, younger kids. If they had dry skin at eight, yeah, the serum would work great for them. But that's not usually the case. We start to focus on, because our price point is a little higher, because our our just we didn't compromise on ingredients. We import stuff from like Switzerland and all these places. So usually 25 is the youngest that our customers are just because of the price point. But you should be doing it in high school, absolutely. I mean, especially with puberty and acne issues, there's, there's skincare things that can help with that. Um, we're not an acne company, so that's why we don't really go down that road. Youngest we kind of sell to is, is college because again, our price point is higher, but it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know, at the college I was using the gym, I wasn't playing a sport or anything, but it was, you know, a thing you do. Love that. All right. So, um, just to clarify what you said there towards the end. So you're not putting yourself forward as a for acne but more the taking care of the after effects of acne on a person's skin it's just about general skin health for us for now the issue with acne is it can be caused by a lot of things it can be hormonal it can be dietary so you know and then on top of that the regulations it's it's in a new regulatory category or like a, a higher regulatory category called otc or over the counter it's not a cosmetic which is the fda's category of of skincare products and and most makeup products so the regulations behind it and it's one of those things it's like there are companies that have pretty good solutions for acne 
for when the solution can work. You know, some people go on Accutane. Well, Accutane people love our, our hydrating facial serum because Accutane dries out your skin really severely. And we have the best hydrating product in the world. So it can work for the after effects of some medication that people, but acne is just solving. That is not our specific focus. Our focus is dry skin, irritation, redness, overall skin health, and some signs of aging like wrinkles and fine line reduction. I love that. So what is the one thing or a couple of things that most men don't know about their skin that you'd love for them to know? First is that it's really easy to take care of it. Um, like you don't need to be intimidated that there's going to be like some 15 step pink bottle, smell like roses, whole thing you're going to need to learn and you're going to need to have a chemistry degree to figure it out. That's why we made Creed. It's like you come, you know, you come to the site. It's like you might just buy one of our products and that might do like solve 90% of what you need forever. <laughs> That's kind of the the honesty that that I wish I knew when I started this and I learned about every product. And uh, the second is diet is a huge part of this. Many skin issues are caused by diet, you know, and there's, you know, you need to kind of make sure to have an internal and an external solution. I mean, it'd be the same thing with like losing weight or, or lifting weights, right? If you don't, if you're not eating any protein, you're probably not going to build the muscle. It's, it's that kind of a thing as well. A lot of skin issues can be caused internally, but yeah, it's not something to be intimidated by. It's not something where you need to embrace femininity. If you're a, if you're a guy who just wants to look good, it's just like view it as a product where you put two drops of something on your face and then go to sleep and you wake up and have better skin. It's pretty simple. Mm, I love that. Well, Jake, um, tell us a little bit about how we can get your product and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So our website, we sell on Amazon and, but mostly our website right now, we actually sold out on Amazon within a week. So I don't go to Amazon yet. We have thousands of bottles shipping to them right now, but uh, we sold out pretty quickly. It was, it was very nice. So Crete, K-R-E-T-E dot club, C-L-U-B. And we have two products right now. We're launching five more in the next couple of weeks. Um, but the concentrated moisturizer, the hydrating facial serum, we have like a 0.3% return rate because everybody loves it. It's pretty wild. We just like don't have returns. People, people subscribe and they stay on forever. So Crete, K-R-E-T-E dot C-L-U-B. Perfect. I love that. Well, Jake, um, it sounds awesome. It's a great category that somebody needed to break into. I appreciate you doing it. Thanks so much for being on the show with us here today. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. Maybe you have a great idea for a business, something that you can take and run with and make a difference in the world. You can make the world a better place just by you showing up. And in doing that, you can also help build wealth, wealth that can last for generations, that can make differences in the world today and can leave behind a lasting enterprise, a lasting legacy of difference and of change in this world. What a great way to be able to live as a thriving entrepreneur. I want that for each and every single one of you. And I hope you'll think about that as you listen to the next commercial break. We'll be right back. If you're an author, 
author who's on a mission. Stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity, and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far, and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. As we talk about building wealth, we've talked about the concept of striving to put away 25% and of uh, commercial real estate investing or even house investing. We've talked about taking a dream and a vision and building your own company and seeing it be successful. And now we have one more great guest that's going to give you one other possibility of, again, whether a side hustle or a main thing, something you can do to build wealth, make a difference in the world as you're you. Join me in welcoming Eddie Rodriguez. Hey, Eddie, how you doing today? I'm good, Steve. How are you? I am so good. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Oh, wow. Let's see how far back I should go. But I've, I've been what I am now. We'll start kind of where I am now as a certified franchise executive and a Forbes Coaches Council member for about 17 years and became a franchise consultant while I was serving out a non-compete for a previous business that I've been in. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've created and built four businesses in my lifetime. And after I sold my last business, I found the franchise industry to be really compelling because I had so many friends that were high-level executives in it. They could not find executive-level employment commensurate with their pay grade and experience. And I was really fascinated by the fact that franchise ownership provides people with a more, an easier transition from corporate America to business ownership. And, and here I am, 17 years later, I was in the apparel industry, the uh, fashion industry for over 30 years in New York City, but really happy to live in Miami with my wife and family right now. I don't know if that uh, covers enough ground for you. Mm, that's great. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about um, the overall concept of who should have a franchise and maybe what's even out there. Well, I mean, the, the who should have a franchise is an interesting question. Um, first of all, I'm affiliated with a very large group. We represent over 540 of the best franchise brands in the country. What I try to do every morning, Steve, and I have it up on my whiteboard, it says try to find somebody their best next life today. 
when I do my job, the best is when I'm truly listening to, to people, where they are today, where they want to be tomorrow, what their short and long-term goals are, what their financial as well as lifestyle goals are. Um, and then what we do is a comprehensive research of our vast portfolio to determine what might be a good fit based on all the criteria that that client has shared with me. Um, and and uh, so it, franchise ownership is for anybody that appreciates the value of an already established, created and established business that they can validate. There's other owners already operating that business. It's not a startup. So people that really like the idea of mitigating risk in business ownership by knowing that the business has already been created, perfected, it comes with training and all kinds of support, technology support, marketing support, operating support. So essentially what you're doing with franchise ownership is investing in a partnership because the franchise company really needs you to succeed, not out of the kindness of their heart, but if you succeed as a franchise owner, so do they. So for me, the perfect uh, uh, definition of a good partnership. So it really can apply to anybody depending on where they are in their career path. You know, I also work with people that just want to diversify their portfolio and have a second income stream, be it a private equity group or an individual that wants to keep their day job and and really is interested in, in diversifying their portfolio. So long-winded answer to your question, but it really can apply to a, a whole host of people. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, when we think of franchises, typically we start going to the big names, you know, McDonald's and all the other ones like that, which are pretty high ticket items in order to be a franchisee. But what what are we looking at at the range? I mean, like somebody who wants to do it but doesn't necessarily have a million dollar net worth, um, how could they or could they become a franchisee? Yeah, great question. And the resolute answer is 100% yes. You know, most people, it's funny, I, I talk to hundreds and hundreds of people about franchises. And uh, most people still think of franchise opportunities just in food. So you brought up McDonald's, the household name. And yes, one McDonald's requires an investment of, a, of about a million and a half dollars. So pretty steep climb for many people. We have wonderful franchise opportunities in our portfolio where the total, total investment, franchise fee, operating costs, and otherwise is um, around $100,000. So the fact that there are expensive cost of entries to certain franchise doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't really good ones with much lower investment requirements. Are there any of them that are, you know, five, ten, twenty thousand dollars, or is that just you know ridiculously low? No, none of them. On the low side, Steve, between the franchise fee, that's a one-time fee when someone is interested in investing in a franchise. That's what grants grants you the exclusive right to operate that brand, all its intellectual property, all the support that I mentioned earlier. Typical franchise fees range from forty to sixty thousand dollars. 
That's a one-time fee for the length of that franchise agreement, usually five to 10 years. But then when you open a business, whatever business it might be, you have operating costs. So I always like to tell people that I work with that over a 12-month period on the low end, you're looking at a total investment between the franchise fee and, and operating costs of anywhere from eighty dollars to $110,000. Nothing in the five, ten, dollars or $20,000 range. Okay. All right. Good to know. Um, so most of us aren't just sitting around with $100,000 sitting in our pocket. <laughs> I mean, there's a few people that are out there, but most of the time we we don't keep our money quite that liquid. So how does the process work? I mean, is it you need to know that you're going to have that money or you save up for the next couple of years to be able to do it? Or when somebody first comes to you, uh, you know, how do you help them get ready to be able to make that leap? Yeah. Well, I start by some of the answers that I've given you today to clearly explain to them how franchise systems work, what they cost to see if it might be a good fit for them or not. But more importantly, part of a, a service that my office provides really is a professional courtesy is we work with really reputable franchise funding experts. So let's say you have a good credit score or you have some home equity or you have some retirement funds that you might want to tap into penalty and tax free. Some of these franchise funding experts do a cost of capital analysis to see what's possible. Is it an SBA loan? Is it tapping into your retirement funds penalty and tax free? Are there other options of financing your new business? Um, so you do need some liquid capital. I always like to say that minimum amount of capital that you should have to access is about $50,000, but you can certainly borrow the rest from you know a number of different options. Okay. All right. So um, what are your favorite kind of clients to work with? What are the people that you hope are going to hear this and would just come flocking to you if you could pre-order the perfect person? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, for me, it's people that are seriously interested in finding their best next life through business ownership. You know, whether it's people that have never owned a business, but always dreamed of owning a business, but don't really know where to go. Um, I also love clients that truly do appreciate the intrinsic value of franchise ownership versus a startup. Franchise ownership in general provides for much greater success levels. Startups, pre-pandemic numbers, only about 17, 1-7% of them are still around two years later. That would get you sent back to the minor leagues and baseball, you know, averages. Um, franchise ownership provides much greater stability, and it's really because they've already been established and they come with all that support. So I, I like people that have an appreciation for that and then are curious about exploring what's out there where they can channel their experience, their passion. I place many, many, many people that channel their experience and background into what their life passion is, not necessarily what their resume says. So I like people that are open-minded about what kind of business they'd love to build in their market. Um, and then I go to work 
and, and try to determine how to meet their criteria, not only about what they're passionate about, but what would work in their market. And so in a nutshell, open-minded people that are curious, but seriously interested in, in um, investing in their own business. People that want to be their own boss, that are tired of corporate America and, and really want the opportunity to build their own business. I think that's a perfect segue, you know, because because we are talking about dealing with people who typically come from a corporate America background. There's two different ways typically of getting a quote unquote your next job. You know, there's headhunters who are searching for people who are paid by the company to find them the next person. And then there's organizations that the person job seeking will pay the company to find the place for you. Um are you more of a, the franchisor pays you or the franchisee pays you type of an agency? Yeah, re really good uh, question. As a consultant, we get paid similarly to a real estate broker where you and your spouse would go out into your market to buy a new home and you do a lot of searching and then you finally fall in love with something, you make an offer, they accept it. The sellers pays the real estate broker that commission, we work similarly. I work, my work is comprehensive. It takes time. Um, but if I find someone, an opportunity that they fall in love with and do all their due diligence with, and they move forward with and invest in, then the franchisor, that franchise company pays my office a referral fee for us introducing the client to them. Okay, perfect. Um, what kind of time frame is it typically? If somebody came to you today um, and they're like, hey, I want to do this, um, what's the normal time from starting with you to where they're actually opening their doors? Another great question. Um, I tell people that on the quick side, it's it's about two months. More realistically, three months. If they're interested in a brick and mortar business, like you said, with McDonald's or anything else, like a, a a fitness business that requires a brick and mortar space or a wellness or beauty uh, industry business that also requires a brick and mortar space. That takes longer for someone to be up and uh, running because obviously they have to do site selection, lease negotiations, a build out. There are a lot more steps involved. But with a lot of service businesses, for example, where many people can open up their own business working out of a home office, that's a quicker startup. So, you know, with those service businesses where you don't need brick and mortar, you could be up and running in, let's say, three months um, and launching your business. That's awesome. So uh, hopefully we have some people that are interested and want to work with you. Um, how does a person get in contact with you? That's your best question so far. My, <laughs> they can contact me at um, my website is the franchise taylor, T-A-I-L-O-R.com. My email address is eddie, E-D-D-I-E, at thefranchisetaylor.com. Or as I like to say, do it old school. Pick up the phone and call me at area code 305-460-9925. Well, Eddie, I really appreciate the information and thanks for being with us here on the show today. Thank you, Steve. I've, I've enjoyed it. What a great opportunity for you to be able to take 
your desire, whether it be, again, like I said just before we started into this, a side hustle or a permanent full-time new thing for you to be able to take advantage of. I mean, franchises are so powerful because you have the ability to be able to learn from all the things the other person's developed and then add to that that secret sauce of the most powerful thing you own in this entire universe that person known as you and you can do it and you can thrive in it and you can make the world a better place just by simply showing up and being you and while you do it because you're doing it powerfully you can build wealth you can have additional income so as Joel talked about you can strive to put away 25% of all that you own and put it towards building a legacy for your children, for the world, for maybe even the nonprofit organization like the Carnegie Corporation became. You can make a difference in the world. I know you can. I know how strong and powerful you are in all that you do. And I know how much difference you're going to make in this world because you wake up every day simply deciding to make a difference, to be the light in the world, to be the change maker in the world, to be the person who shows up and does the things that other people won't do so that you can make this world a better place, your life a better life, give your family the things that you want to, and live as a thriving entrepreneur. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. Please know that. The world needs you. I'm here any way I can every single week to try to encourage and inspire you, but also offer you help both from the guests that I bring as well as anything that I can do to help you live and thrive in all that you do so that you can maximize while it's called today. You can make this world a better place because you're in it, because you're getting it done, because you're showing up today with only one thought in mind, and that's, how can I be the best version of myself today? That, more than anything, is the key to really, truly building wealth, the kind of wealth that I'm going to actually call abundance, because no matter what the bank account might say today, you have the capability to show up, to be powerful, and to really make a difference in the world, to make the kind of wealth that goes beyond just monetary. It's the kind of wealth that changes the world. That's who you are. That's what you can do. And in my mind, that's what it means to be a thriving entrepreneur. Until we're together again next time, I hope you're happy, safe, warm, and loved, and you have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Destiny.